Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and co-parents of all ages, this podcast is for you. Introducing in the center ring, the amicable divorce expert, Judith Weigel. Welcome back, everyone, to the Amicable Divorce Expert Podcast. Today, we're going to look at the fourth and final ingredient in recipe for a heart-healthy divorce. I always recap. The first ingredient was three weeks ago, and that was settle the emotional divorce before filing for and settling the legal divorce. And why is that? Yes, it's because you cannot make sound legal decisions while you're upset and grieving. Regardless of whether you think the divorce is right or you've been asked for the divorce and you don't want it, in either case, there's grieving. It is a major life change and you may know that it's the right thing to do, but it doesn't matter. It's still a major life change. It's the death of a relationship a relationship that will go on if you have minor children, which is super important to settle the emotions, go through the grieving stages before you file for divorce. Ingredient number two, learn communication skills for conflict. You're going to need them. We are not taught good communication skills just in general, but my gosh, when we have a situation that has conflict, We definitely don't know how to communicate. So communicating our way through conflict, there's a a process that works. It's called the BIF method. And check out two weeks ago and you'll hear me talk about communication. Last week, we talked about compartmentalizing time, the third ingredient, Time management is unbelievably important just in general when you have a full plate, a full life, but definitely when you're going through divorce, you have to put divorce in its place, so to speak. You cannot be doing divorce work at work where you have to earn a living. Your employers will not be happy. You will lose focus over your job. You'll make mistakes and Not only will you make mistakes on your job, you'll make mistakes in the divorce and you'll start making decisions that don't make sense. You'll feel stressed. Multitasking is not your friend right now, but putting divorce in an assigned time frame on assigned days and letting your entire divorce team, including your soon-to-be ex, when you'll be able to respond to texts, emails, phone calls, do paperwork, that's the best way to compartmentalize time so that you can breathe. So you don't let the divorce wash over your entire life while you're going through it. And this will prolong your divorce and you're going to end up spending more emotion and more money on divorce. So compartmentalize time. Here's the fourth and final ingredient. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of developing a self-care program that includes laughter. So here we go. We've all heard that laughter is the best medicine. It takes us outside of ourselves even briefly. It's a physical, mental, and emotional release. It shows us a different way of looking at life, at ourselves, at our enemies, possibly the soon-to-be ex, hopefully not, and can spark creative thinking. 
But we rarely think of an exercise program or activity that includes laughter. The question is, how can laughter and divorce go together? Here's a hint. It can involve animals. We'll save that to later. All right, so let me tell you about my divorce a second and how I included a self-care program and laughter. Well, it really wasn't intentional. At the time I was asked for the divorce and I was asked for it, I knew the relationship was not fabulous. But just hearing those words, I want a divorce, is it, it's just earth shattering. And grieving starts immediately. So when I went into the grief process, I didn't bargain, which is one of the grief stages. I accepted, nor did I go into denial. So bargaining and denial are two of the grief stages in divorce. I didn't do either. I went right into absolute grieving, depression, but I had a job to do. I couldn't take time off and grieve and soothe myself. I had to go to work every day. Fortunately, I worked in the events and entertainment industry. So there was a lot of natural laughter going on in the job that I had. I separately, though, at the end of each day, walked. I kind of turned into Forrest Gump. So do you remember in the movie Forrest Gump when Forrest's mother died, played by Sally Field, and he was very, very close to his mother? He went into a grieving stage. He went into a self-care program that involved major exercise. He ran across the country. And do you remember a whole group of people followed him and he was chroma keyed on top of all of these historical events that he ran into as he was running? It was hysterical. I loved it. Well, that's what I did. I turned into Forrest Gump. And just like Forrest Gump, when he and I were done running and grieving, well, okay, I'll say it a different way. When we were done grieving, we stopped running. When I was done grieving, I stopped walking. And honestly, it took up to a year. There is no approximate time, but I think people take six months to a year. I don't think you can grieve under six months. And depending on the circumstances of the divorce and the marriage and everything leading up to it, I think that involves time. Also, your ability to accept that your life circumstances are going to change and to get through all of that blame stage. There's blaming with a lot of people. Uh, It takes time. It really does take time. So that was my self-care program. And I was living with a dog at the time. And so the dog came on the walk with me. Unfortunately, I did not want the dog to take their time sniffing. I just wanted the dog to walk quickly. I had to process these emotions and they were rapid. And I noticed that my walking was rapid. But at one point, I was done. Now I had to move on. Well, We've all heard that laughter is the best medicine, but why? And who thinks of laughter in a divorce? Well, the Mayo Clinic does. In an article from the Mayo Clinic website on stress management, there's one titled, Stress Relief from Laughter is No Joke. 
and it cited the following. Short-term benefits from laughter. It stimulates organs. It enhances intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates the heart, lungs, and muscles, and increases the endorphins that are released by the brain. So what it does is it puts your whole body into a completely different mode, and it sets you up physically, mentally, and emotionally for the shift that you have to undergo with the grieving from divorce into, okay, let's move forward. I'm ready to roll. So grieving just isn't an emotional thing. Grieving is actually physical and mental. And you need laughter as a balance to that. All right, point number two. Activates and relieves our stress response, increases and decreases heart rate and blood pressure, resulting in a relaxed feeling. So you know what it's like after you've had a good laugh with somebody and you're like, ah, that felt really good. That's what you need going through divorce. You need those moments in time where you can just say, thank you. Thank you so much. I needed that. I needed that balance to this sadness that I've been carrying around with me. Number three, soothes tension, stimulates circulation, and aids in muscle relaxation, reducing the physical symptoms of stress. And so, yes, it all goes together. When you're able to laugh, not only does it put you in a different frame of mind, but it allows you to breathe. It allows you to relax. It allows you, and we're going to get to this in a second, to have a completely different perspective. Okay, so then what are the long-term benefits from laughter? That The article goes into that. Number one, improves the immune system by mitigating negative thoughts that manifest into chemical reactions that can bring more stress into our system and decreases and thereby decreases immunity by contrast positive thoughts can actually release neuropeptides that help fight stress and potentially serious illness now let me tell you the number of times i have had clients come in the office and say judy i am so stressed out i developed skin cancer i developed other types of illnesses and I remember clearly a woman who came into the office after the divorce was final because she needed a certified divorce decree. She looked 20 years younger. The stress of the divorce, even though it was amicable, and that's the funny thing about stress, even though you might have an amicable divorce, meaning you can at least talk to one another, make decisions together, Uh, It doesn't matter. The stress is palpable and the stress causes physical ailments to the point of cancer, to the point of aging. Oh my God. And if you live in California, that's the last thing you want is aging. This woman looked 20 years younger when she came in the office after the divorce was final. I was in shock and I told her, I said, I cannot believe the change in your face and just your whole body, the way you're walking now, she said, I was not ready for the stress. I thought it was amicable. 
but it was still stressful. And why is that? Because it's a major life change. And certainly when you're married 20 years, 18 years, 25 years, you've got to get through that emotion first before you can really, really tackle this divorce without getting sick. Number two, the long-term benefits. It relieves pain by causing the body to produce its own natural painkillers. Well, isn't this something? So have you ever heard of people who have been in the hospital? And I remember this one gentleman had comedians come in and just do jokes. He recovered quicker than he than the diagnosis from the doctor telling him when he would get better. And I've heard of terminal cases that have turned around because laughter has been introduced. A different way of looking at life has been introduced. And this really goes back to my firm belief, and we'll see if any of you share this, that we have more control over our bodies than we think we do. We can really change the trajectory of illness with mindset. Please don't think I'm crazy. Too many documented cases of this. And I have done it myself, on myself. I'm not saying that you should not go to doctors. Please don't think I'm saying laughter is in place of doctors. It's in tandem with sound medical advice. All right, number three. Long-term benefit increases personal satisfaction because laughter can make it easier to cope with difficult situations. Absolutely. You know, the irony of life. If that's what makes comedy good, the really great comedians, that's how they make you laugh. They look at the irony in life and they put ideas together that, oh my God, is this ridiculous? How could I have taken this so seriously? Okay, divorce is a major life change and there are some serious decisions you have to make. But honest to God, it's not life and death. You can put divorce in its place. And one of the techniques is by introducing laughter into your life. And it'll just balance out the situation. Okay, so this is horrible, but there's worse things than divorce that can happen to you that can really be life-threatening. Number four, improves your mood. Okay, bingo, goes without saying, right? Here's a quote. Many people experience depression, sometimes due to chronic illness. Laughter can help lessen your stress, depression, and anxiety, and you may feel happier. It also improves your self-esteem. Of course, it improves your mood. Of But the self-esteem part was really interesting to me. I never thought about it. And then I said, okay, well, if laughter improves your mood and your mood dictates how you look at yourself, how you look at life, how you look at this situation, okay, I can understand how laughter would increase self-esteem because look at what's on the chopping block when we're getting divorced, our self-esteem. How could we have been so stupid? How did I not see this coming? Why did I even choose to marry this person? Because let me tell you, quite often, we know we shouldn't get married. Quite often, people know not really the right decision, but he or she checks all the right boxes. We come from the same type of family, environment, education, financial situation. Well, okay. 
that sounds good. But when it really comes down to it, now you're married and you have to live together exclusively may not be that easy. It may really show you that this was not the right decision. And how many times in mediation have I heard one spouse still be ridiculously upset after years and years and years of living separately and working through a divorce and finally at the end of it, if I never ever interrupt and just let them talk, you know what the last sentence is? I knew I shouldn't have gotten married. That's right. Our self-esteem is on the chopping block. Get that self-esteem off the chopping block. Introduce some laughter. There's, I mean, divorce humor is extremely funny. What did, what did a professional comedian say to me? His name is Frank King. Extremely funny. He said, hey, Judy, if people get divorced, uh, will they still be cousins? <laughs> that was just a reference to, in some places, you can marry your second and third cousins. I just thought that was really funny. So yes, there's divorce, there's divorce humor out there for you. Well, as a divorce mediator, I've used humor to alleviate tension. It has to be done carefully. I have to read the room properly or it will certainly backfire. But injecting humor has helped me detour arguments. And that's extremely important too. We can use humor um, in an argument, hopefully, to detour the rest of the argument if it's not hurtful humor. Now this from a gentleman named David DeSalvo. He's senior contributor with Forbes and Psychology Today magazines, a public education expert and author of What Makes Your Brain Happy and Why You Should Do the Opposite. He wrote an article for Healthcare Magazine titled Six Science-Based Reasons Why Laughter is the Best Medicine. Number one. Laughter is a potent endorphin releaser. So yes, that's what makes us relaxed when we laugh. Laughter contagiously forms social bonds. Yes, if we can find something that we can laugh about with other people, it bonds us to those people in that moment, in that experience. Laughter forces brain connectivity. Yes, so laughter allows you to connect things, remember irony and humor, so that we say, okay, that's not so bad. And we really need to do that in divorce because in divorce, everything seems horrible. Oh my God, we flog ourselves. How could we have done these horrible, horrible, horrible things that caused the divorce? That's the past. This is the present. Now it's time to go forward and let's go forward with a little humor. Laughter is central to relationships. Okay, in a divorce, you're ending a marriage. But if you have children, you're continuing a co-parent relationship. So you have to get along. You have to figure out a way to coexist. But if you don't have children, you can end your relationship better with laughter. Oh, you know what? And maybe set up some situations that weren't so great and maybe you can resolve them with humor. See if you can do that because it's so very important. 
how you end your marriage relationship. Number five, laughter has an effect similar to antidepressant. So again, medicine, painkiller. Yes, laughter is the best medicine because the result on the body is so incredibly soothing and relaxing that we have to have it along with whatever we're taking. Number six, finally, laughter protects your heart. So I find this point very interesting. Laughter protects your heart. Well, your heart is at stake in a divorce, isn't it? My heart is broken. I cannot believe you did this. I cannot believe I did this. Our children's hearts are broken, at least temporarily, with a divorce. So laughter can heal that broken heart. Ergo, recipe for a heart-healthy divorce. That's exactly my point in choosing this title and choosing this concept. I mean, I actually created this title uh, to teach a, a workshop to mental health professionals. And recipe for a heart healthy divorce just simply worked for them. And, and it was really a great seminar. We had laughter with every point. And I've told you stories that were funny in each ingredient to the recipe. But yes, there has to be a shift from the grieving to a more positive look. And you want to get yourself back to a heart healthy place of looking at your life, the fact that you went through a marriage, now you're going through a divorce, and you have a life in front of you that you need to enjoy. In conclusion, self-care cannot be ignored. It's a necessity, not a luxury. There are countless studies on the positive mental and physical effects of laughter and exercise. And now we're in, well, excuse me, of exercise. And now we're including laughter with exercise and the fun people and the fun people can have with unusual types of group exercise. Like remember the hint with animals, goat and puppy yoga. Yes, there's such a thing as goat yoga and puppy yoga. We have it in Los Angeles. We are the people that try new things, but the goat yoga actually started in Vermont. Two women owned a goat farm and they wanted to teach yoga. Well, one day they were conducting a yoga class and the goats got out and ran over to the women or the people on their yoga mats And the laughter was ridiculous. And it was the people going to the yoga class that said, no, 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 we want the goats every single time. Now, I went to goat yoga. And after that, I saw from the same yoga studio, puppy yoga. Well, I have to go there. I haven't gone there yet. But honestly, this was the best thing. And by the way, the yoga was strenuous enough that it was great exercise. So there you go, combining laughter through animals with exercise. And by the way, enjoy animals as a balance to the sadness in your divorce because the animals will take you out of your grief so easily. Well, here are your takeaways. Laughter is heart healthy, exercises for the body, self-care is not a luxury, 
it's a necessity. So anyway, that concludes the four ingredients for recipe for a heart healthy divorce. I do coaching sessions on these one-on-one coaching sessions, if you would like. And soon I'm going to upload the entire program to my website, my divorce website. All right. Anyway, thank you. I hope this helped. You know, I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to listen because all of these podcast episodes are designed to give you a much better amicable divorce. You can reach me through this website on SpeakerPipe, on the episode page, or you can email me, Judith at theamicabledivorceexpert.com. And as always, have an amicable day. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining us. Be good to yourselves, be kind to your spouse, and cherish your children above all else.